Hey guys, it's Phil. Welcome to the Vision Church Podcast. Hey, this past Sunday, we had our special guests, our good friends, Paul and Yvette Lodato spoke and they preached a message on having vision for your life. And I just thought it was outstanding and looking forward to what you're going to get from the podcast. So enjoy. How many thank God for anointed praise and worship and an awesome leadership team? You know, I can step into a church and know where their barometer is, so to speak, and definitely just honored to be here. Uh, It was funny. When you called me, I was telling Pastor Phil this yesterday when we arrived. I said, man, I had just landed off a plane. I look at my phone. It says, Phil Johnson. Phil Johnson. Pastor Phil's calling me. Let me see what's going on. Then when he called, you know, I was just thrilled to have this opportunity with my wife to be here. Um, And I haven't been probably in this area in about three years or more. I've never been to Arkansas except driving through real quick. And I think I went, there was a prayer cottage here years ago. I don't know if it's still here, but I went to a prayer cottage. You know that prayer cottage? Um, I don't know if it was Billy Brand, but it was about 20 years ago. But uh, anyways, if you're taking notes, I'm a real stickler for God's word. So is my wife here. And if we haven't left you God's word, we haven't left you nothing, right? Because not our personality or any of that stuff that matters. It's, uh, you got to, you know, in the days we live in, we got to test the spirit anyways. That's what the word says, right? And so um, we're going to give you uh, the message that God has given us since this is Vision Church. Thank God for Vision Church that has a vision to not only seek and save the lost, but to make disciples. <laughs> uh, I think in America today, we're good at making converts in our especially in our charismatic churches, but we don't really make disciples. And I just, in knowing Pastor Phil and, and uh, you know, and his wife here, you know, the, in this church, they're about making disciples and, and equipping you to do the greater works of Jesus. Uh, it's not about their ministry. It's all about Jesus. If you're visiting, um, this is a great church. And, uh, but we're going to talk about following God's vision for your life today, following God's vision for your life And uh, remember, if you're taking notes by your phone, you can do that, or you can write it down. Uh, The scripture verses are the most important thing. Vision will direct your purpose. Vision will direct your purpose. Go ahead and expound, Yvette. The purpose that um, that, that God has imparted is, um, the, the first of all, is that he wants his people to understand who he has created, um, them to be. He has created man and women in his image. And the first thing that, that we as believers have to understand is who we are. Because if we don't know who we are, we're never going to understand the purpose and the calling that God has for our lives. One of the things that God showed me was that vision is a revelation. And that revelation you can only get by uniting yourself with the Spirit of the Lord. I'm going to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 9 through 11, I believe I have here, or 12. It says, No eyes have seen, but it is written, Eyes has not seen, nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for those who love him. So that means that the eyes and the ears has not even perceived 
the things that God has prepared for them. Number 10 says, but God has revealed them to them through his spirit. To us us through his spirit. So the moment you said yes to Jesus Christ, there's an automatic connection that goes from your spirit to his spirit and vice versa. The communication comes by revelation of what he imparts in you. And I remember one time, you know, and I'll share this briefly, one time when I was, um, because I wasn't raised in the things of God, I came later on, thank the Lord. He picked me out from, from the world and brought me into his kingdom. So he actually, one time I was in the bank and I was um, working there and there was a guy that he was so miserable and so grumpy and I, nobody wanted to wait on this guy because he was so mean. But, you know, everybody passed him along to me and of course, you know, I, somebody had to serve him. So every day I would say my good mornings and, and, and then good evening. So one day, you know, as the time went by, weeks went by, because I was being nice to him at that time, I was not a believer, the Lord um, showed me that he actually had an illness, and he actually had cancer, and that was bringing him down, and he was so angry. Well, I'm going to move forward, you know, fast forward. In, in that time, you know, the Lord showed me a, you know, I didn't understand the things about God, but I actually saw a vision. And what I saw was, you know, I told them, don't fear of what you're going through. Hold on to Jesus. Now, I didn't have a relationship. I didn't know anything about the Bible, but it was a vision that he, I saw. He said, hold on to the hem of his garment and you will not fear, you know, you will not fear what you go through. So the purpose that I'm mentioning that is that the Lord will give you a vision, something that you haven't seen, something you haven't even heard or perceived in your mind. It's something that is birthed in, in your heart, in the spirit man. And, and I wanted to encourage you that the things of the spirit cannot be understood or discerned by the natural mind. By the natural mind. By the natural mind. It's not something here. It's something that is birthed from within. That's right. You know, ver- verse 12 of that chapter, I think you stopped at verse 10, so we'll, we'll start there. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Yes. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except this, except the Spirit of God. Verse 12, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Can I get that water? And um, verse 14 says, and as she said it, but the natural, the natural man does not perceive. So some, some of us may be saying, why are they reading this verse, this, this passage? Um, you can't have clear vision for your life if you're not connected to your spirit man. Amen. And, and just to know, write this down. It says, vision is not an intellectual formula. Vision is not an intellectual formula, but is birthed from, the, from his spirit to your spirit, through your inner man. To your inner spirit man. Now, what are you saying, inner spirit, spirit man? Show me that in the Bible. Ephesians 3.16 says... 
that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his inner, through your inner spirit man, through his spirit in the inner man, okay? God's spirit and your spirit have to be in alignment. It's like a radio station. If you get off on the wrong frequency, you're not in alignment, and it's hard to find your channel, your connection point, right? So sometimes we, sometimes we can go through life and struggle with purpose and, and vision because, number one, as she alluded to, you don't know your identity in Christ. He says, 2 Corinthians 5.17 is a key. It says, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old things are passed away and all things are new. You're not a funny creation. You're not a creation half and, you know, people say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You can't be a half of your nature in hell and half of your nature in heaven. You're either saved or you're not. Amen? I know we sing amazing grace. It saved a wretch like me. You're no longer a wretch. You know why? Because verse 21 of that same scripture, same passage says, he became sin. God made his son Jesus, 2 Corinthians 5.21, to be sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Not going to be, not based on my performance, not based on my past, but I am his righteousness. You believe that this morning? See, if you understand that you are his righteousness, you understand that you have his DNA, that you are free from sin. If a believer sins, you've got to reboot the computer, right? Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for your life. Reference point, Romans 12, 2. I'm a stickler for the word. Amen? Romans 12, 2. Be ye transformed. You want transformation in your life. And sometimes we say, God, I want you to move in my life. Guess what? The Bible guarantees if two or three are gathered together in his name, he guarantees to be in the midst whether you feel him or not. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You want God's glory? It's in you. You just need to manifest what's in you. You manifest the vision of God for your life by getting connected to the spirit man that's in you. Amen? His spirit and your spirit are one. Amen? For God is a spirit, and he seeks those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He left that responsibility to us as a believer in Jesus Christ. He said, I'm sitting down, and greater work shall you do. Not shall the preacher do, although you need to be equipped. That's why we're here. Greater work shall you do. Everyone that calls on Jesus in your sphere of influence, in your school, in the marketplace, wherever God has planted you, greater work shall you do because he went to the Father. He made you his ambassador, right? He made you his righteousness. I know we're going different, but that's where God's taking us right now. Because the anointing's not for us, it's for the occasion of the people that are gathered here. God has put his DNA in you. He's given you his mindset, his ability, his capacity to do all that God has called you to do. And exceedingly abundantly. Why? Because you serve the great I am. The Alpha and Omega. <laughs> Hallelujah. He made you more than a conqueror. He made you head and not the tail. All right? And, and that's what he's put on the inside of you. You are his righteousness. Sometimes we have such a sin consciousness in the church. And my wife talks about this in her book. Everyone that can get one, it's free. You're free from sin. We emphasize the sin and devil so much in the American church, we don't know what we have. Therefore, we can't have a proper alignment of vision. 
The devil this, the devil that. What did Jesus do? Didn't he strip him of his power and make a public show of him? That's why he went to the cross. That's why we sang it this morning. Amen? He, he put them nail-pierced hands for you and I. That's the greatest love story. It's the greatest love story. And sometimes we look at our past. We're looking in the rearview mirror, and God's like, hey, continue to look to me. For he said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected and a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, verse 12 says, and when you seek me and search for me with all your heart, you will find me. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6, 33 and 34. And all these things will be added unto you. That's why 34 says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. Fear not. For I'm with you. Amen. The, the days and the times are dark and it, they're evil. But Jesus said in his word, you are the light of this world. Light overpowers darkness. Hallelujah. Light shines in the darkness. Shines in the darkness. Hallelujah. When, when you walk in this, when you walk outside of this church and you go out there, you are the carrier of Christ. You are the temple. The Bible says it in 1 Corinthians ch chapter 6 verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have from God and you are not your own. In him you live and move and have his being. So when you go out there, his presence, his spirit goes with you every, everywhere. Wherever you go, that's where he, he, that's where he is. That's why you're able to touch people. That's why you're able to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They shall recover because the Bible says it. You don't even have to say a word. All you have to do is lay the hand and there is a time for you to speak when the Lord gives you the utterance to speak. But the Bible says you shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. The Lord says in his word, fear not, for I am with you. Everywhere you go, I will be there. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. In John 4.24, it says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What does that mean? Spirit. When you said yes to Jesus Christ, you became born again. That's the spirit. That's the connection that you have with God. What is the truth? The truth of his word. The truth of his word. There's no other truth out there. Everything else is fake. Everything else appears to be truth. But his word is truth. John 6.63 says his words are spirit and life. And there's nothing wrong with using books and other resources. That's great. Education is good. But education refines the gift that God put in you. But it is your gift, Proverbs 18, 16. It says, your gift that will make room for you and bring you before great men. You know, it's learning to operate in the gift of God for your life. Vision, when, when you talk about seeing God's vision manifested in your life, it takes perseverance and it takes faithfulness because that's the nature and character of God. I always say to people, um, you know, when you're doing decision-making, always follow the fruits of the Spirit. Because the fruits of the Spirit, what does it say? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, 
self-control, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We don't always talk about faithfulness, but there's something about being faithfulness, being faithful, like the team that gets up here at 7 a.m. and is being faithful to do what you've done in secret, God rewards openly. And the people that work behind the scenes, that you're, you're part of the greater vision, so to speak. You're making, what's the vision? The vision is to be the lighthouse in this region with no strings attached. That's what I love about Pastor Phil Nicole. They don't have strings attached. They don't do love with the hook. Hey, come be, be in my ministry. It ain't about their ministry. It's about Jesus. But it takes believers who are united in one purpose. What is that purpose, right? The great commission, not the great suggestion, right? The great commission. He's commissioned you in your sphere of influence to go be the salt and light of the earth because this world is crying out. In this world, we will have trouble, but I have overcome. The solution to America's problems is not, and we were talking about this at lunch, is not political issues. It's social moral issues. How many thank God for a church that stands up and be counted and speak on the issues? That's what this generation is dying out for and crying for. I thank God that Pastors Phil and Nicole and the team here have a vision to see us be salt and light in our sphere of influence. Our kids are getting indoctrinated in our school systems. My, my school teacher knows. But, you know, my dad died when I was young. Her dad died when she was young. But one thing my mama made sure to do is to put us in a biblical worldview foundation. And I believe God is raising up churches to start schools to, to, to say, hey, you can, be, and, and you can be that salt and light of the earth. And I can see God not just having schools of ministry, but a school. I don't know how it's going to happen. When it's going to happen, you're going to have a school. Hallelujah. You're going to have a school. And it's gonna be, it's gonna, people are going to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, that Vision Church here in northwest Arkansas. I prophesied that this morning. It's going to happen. How that happens when it happens, he knows the appointed time. For the vision is for an appointed time. Wait. We don't like waiting. For in season, it'll speak for itself. In season, it'll speak for itself. Your fruit, apart from him, you can do nothing. But with him, all things are possible to them that believe. Amen? Hallelujah. So some of you might be asking, well, what is God's vision? What is God's vision? God's vision it, it says it here in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. I'm going to read verse 18. It says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to, to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So God's vision and mission is for you to reconcile. Just as God has reconciled us to himself, verse 19 is, says that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. God is the one that is pleading through us. God is the one that is speaking through us. God is the one that is healing through us. He's the one that's reconciling through us for his purpose, for his glory. And is in, in Philippians 2, chapter 13, Philippians 2, verse 13, it says, For it is God who works in you. It is God who works in you, both to do his will and to do his work for his pleasure. So God is the one that is doing the assignment through you. 
And a lot of and a lot of people think that you have to be a pastor to serve him. No, God has placed people in the marketplace. He has placed teachers. He has placed um, lawyers. He has placed judges. He has placed people out there to do the work of the ministry. His ministry is not even ours. He he stored his word and and his reconciliation the ministry of reconciliation is given to you by him and it's all for him so that's the good news that we have in christ that's why he says greater works shall you do greater works and it takes a team of people it takes a group of people there's no i in team there's no I, a team is a team is we work as the body of Christ so we can declare so we can go out there and reach the world. And it's funny that you started, you know, declaring that. But the Lord showed me for you, Pastor and you, Nicole, that God is going to put you in a position of, of greatness. He said if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And he said he's going to bring finances and, and, and provision from the north, south, east, and west. That's not only in the state. This is all over from the country. Everybody is going to know because you were faithful and you are faithful and you don't have any motive. So the Lord shared that with me and he goes, let him know that the provision is already done and he's going to get it through you. You don't have to question it. He's going to get it done. And, and amen. And, you know, the, another key to, to seeing the vision of God come to fruition in your life is praying in the Spirit. You know, a lot of times we don't like talking about that. Jude 1.20 says, praying in the Spirit, building yourself up in your most holy faith. It's like doing your spiritual workout, you know. You're tapping into the power source, all right. And you pray in the Spirit. Why? That's your divine phone line. It's your connection, spirit to spirit, right? So that's really, really important. Romans, Romans uh, talks about that, John 16, a lot of verses, and we've got to wrap up here. But I just want to say in, in closing that if you're here and you're single, and i got to encourage you, if you're single, vision, when it comes down to who you marry, when it all comes down to it, you marry spirit. I mean, you gotta, you got to be attracted to that person because, you know, people get so religious and say, oh, I'm attracted to their spirit. Bull, you got to look at that person the rest of your life. So, like we talk to young people, they can be all that in a bag of chips plus tax in the Kool-Aid, but the reality is you still got to look at that person, but they better catch you spiritually because the, that's what happens why divorce is so rampant in the church because... We're marrying based on our emotional experience, where we are emotionally and spiritually now, instead of in the fullness of our destiny. The Bible does say we know in part, we see in part, but you got to be walking in that realm of your destiny, and then God brings it. Boom, it's going to happen suddenly. It's going to happen suddenly. Hallelujah. It's going to happen suddenly. Hallelujah. Some of you have been praying and saying, Lord, when's it ever going to happen? <laughs> I'm a testimony. I, mean, I was 36 years old when I got married. I'm not saying you have to wait that long. You know what I mean? <laughs> But I wasn't willing to negotiate God's call on my life for a person. I didn't care how, who they were. Amen? Are you willing to negotiate? Are you willing to throw it away for a casual date? Or are you going to marry? Now, I outpunted my coverage, you know, as we say. Because I realized, you know what, when it was the season, and she, she had a past because she was in the world. 
But when she sold out to Jesus, she was all in. That was it. That's all I needed to know. We were married in four months. Boom. <laughs> now, that was my journey, my season. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying to you, if you keep yourself in alignment with God's purpose for your life, you may feel like, Lord, I go to church faithful. I don't know when they're ever going to, God's going to bring my Boaz, so to speak. You're like, Lord Jesus, is it ever going to happen? But it is going to happen. But don't be focused on the marriage. Just be focused on the author and finisher of your faith. And then all that will line up. Amen? He knows. I don't know why I'm saying all this, but anyways, the Lord knows. And, uh, and I just want to say to you, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself on the journey of vision, that God's vision will prevail in your life if you stay connected to the power source. Remember, love is the first fruit. The other fruit don't manifest in your life. Love. Then joy, peace, patience. That's why it says, guard your heart, Proverbs 4, 20 through 27. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Don't allow a root of bitterness to set in. Oh, he didn't say, she didn't say hi to me at church. I'm, you know, I'm offended. What happens is, I'm trying to help the pastor right now. No, what happens is, this is, he hasn't told me anything, but this is what the Spirit is telling me. What happens is we get offended in our workplace, at church, or wherever we are, and we start letting a get offended then that bitterness sets in and then you you become bitter so you, it's like a dripping faucet it just drip 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 and you lose the flow of God in your life you don't see that vision come to reality because you're tainted amen but remember vision is not what you do it's what he already did I, I you know even pastor Zach you said that you said that this morning I heard you say it I don't know if you remember you said it you said he's prepared it beforehand that you may walk in it what God's got for you he's got for you just stay in alignment Stay faithful, persevere. This race is not to the swift, but of them that endure the end. And watch that vision of God come to fruition in your life. Amen, church? Since we don't know everybody here, and I know Pastor Nicole said that, but if you prayed that prayer with Pastor Nicole and said, hey, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that he died and rose again, you shall be saved. It's not... Well, I need to go to vacation Bible school and I might be saved. No, we need to be equipped as believers, amen, in his word. But the greatest miracle, the greatest vision, you can't get a vision of God for your life if you don't know the one who created you. You may know about him. You may have sat in church for 30 years. You may be watching this online. You've been hearing about Jesus for 30 years, but you really haven't made Jesus Lord of your life. He's Lord in your life, but he's not Lord of your life. And if I'm talking to you under the sound of my voice, wherever you find yourself this morning, whether you're watching on, on Vision website, visionnwa.com, is that right? Wherever you're watching this, God's greatest miracle for you is to know Him, to have a relationship with Him. And it's not based on your past. Your past, you're in Christ, you're a new creation. If you say, hey, Brother Paul, yeah, you're talking to me, I want to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. No, no matter where you are in, on the journey, so that you can see the vision of God fulfilled in your life. If that's you, just lift your hands up real quick wherever you find yourself this morning. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Anybody, anybody, on the sound of my voice, going once, going twice. I came all the way from Florida to make sure <laughs> everybody's saved. Guess what? You're commissioned to do the great commission, the greater works of Jesus, because he's sitting down. He needs you. Amen. You military veterans in the army, in the military, we need, we need that for America. But 
The gospel is the solution for America. Jesus is the answer, really. Jesus really is the answer. We were saying that, and Pastor Phil said that to me. Amen. So guess what? You have it. If you need healing this morning, lift your hand. Lift your hand if you need healing. Hallelujah. If you need healing, hallelujah. We're not the healers. We just want to agree with you. If you need healing, anybody on the sound of my voice, I need healing. The doctor's report is saying something crazy, but the great physician, stand up right there where you are, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you for being the healer. What is your name? Hallelujah. Larry, do you mind coming down here? I want to pray with you. I want to agree with you, not because of me, but because of Jesus. I know people prayed for you. You know Jesus. God's got his hand on you. I can see that. You've been through a lot of deep waters, but God said he's bringing you through. Hallelujah. He's bringing you through. You've been through a lot of deep waters, but God is bringing you through. He's never looking at the past. He don't look at the past. He don't care. Lift your hand. Say, Father, I just thank you. Repeat this. Say, Father, I thank you. The same spirit that raised you from the dead is in me and gives life to my body right now. By faith, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's him. That's him, Larry. Hallelujah. You're sensitive to the Spirit. God's got a calling on your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the mighty call of God on his life. Hallelujah. Making every crooked place straight and rough place plain. Thank you, Lord. You know how to make everything beautiful in your time. And I thank you that you do that for your servant, Larry, in the name of Jesus. You didn't bring him this far to leave him now. Because when you're in the boat, it's unsinkable. Hallelujah. It's unsinkable. You're not going anywhere. In the name of Jesus, you're healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 There it is. That's it, Larry. Hallelujah. He knows him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for my brother. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You give life. You give encouragement to your people. Life to the mortal body. Yes. And I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to share it anyways. Hallelujah. Don't think that there's no, you know, that there's no hope, you know, for anything that you're going through. Back when I was, you know, before I was even saved, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And I was not serving the Lord at that time but I knew that there was a God out there that could do it I knew it and in my heart I said God and not even thinking if he was even listening to me I said I know I'm a sinner and I don't even deserve any healing from you but if you do heal me I'll see to it that I do good and the Lord did heal me from cervical cancer According to the doctor's report, it was cancer stage four, according to him. But God always put people in their path. The people that I worked you know, with at the bank, I didn't even know they were believers. And they actually said, Do you, would you like for me to pray? And I said, sure. I, I, you know, I said, okay. And I'm thinking in my mind, because I was Catholic, we were doing the rosary thing and whatnot. But no, they just started declaring the healing and that the manifestation of his healing power will work and the Lord did heal me 
He healed me, and that was 20 plus years ago. And I thank God. And I'm here not because of me. It wasn't even because of what I did. It was because of what Jesus Christ has done through his death, burial, and resurrection. And I want you to know something. God is not here to judge the world. He's not even here to condemn the world. People think that judgment is coming to strike at the people. But Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 17 says, for I did not come to condemn the world, but I came that the world might be saved through me. And that's a guarantee and that's a promise. And I see that lady over there. She's been crying out to the Lord. She's been crying out for healing. But I want you to know that the Lord has heard your prayer and he has not left you and he has not forsaken you. So right now in the name of Jesus, I declare her, you healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Blonde lady, yes, with your hands. From the top of the head to the soles of your feet. And in the name of Jesus, whatever sickness, whatever disease that you have had, past tense, Jesus took it at the cross. Jesus bore the sickness. Jesus bore the disease. And by his stripe, you are healed. So I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that I declare her healed, that I declare her whole in the name of Jesus. And what doctors cannot do, that you are the ultimate healer in the name of Jesus, the great physician. We thank God for every doctor, but you are the great physician. Lord. Just receive the word. You are a believer. Just receive and become one with the healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus.